0: Okay, hey, good morning. Today's daf is Daff Lama Zayin. Today's shir is Li'ilu Nishmas. Hello. Li'ilu Nishmas. Ben Morchai. May his an aliyah and May his memory be a blessing. It's also, I'm not sure if it's the... Uh, my mom has your side for her father, my grandfather. Um, I'm not sure if it's today or tomorrow, I'll check. But otherwise, I'll give shir both days Li'ilu Nishmasa. May his memory be a blessing and may his neshama aliyah. Okay, let's go from the 5th line on Lama Zion of Aleph, 37a. So, Amrabi, Yonam, Shmuel, Yosem, Yom, Ainzrich, and Prusbal. Orphans do not need a Prusbal. If they're going to collect debts of their fathers, We know if their father would want to collect the debts that are due around the time of the Shemitah, or just after the Shemitah, he would have to. They would. Have, the father would have to produce a proof They don't have to. It says. The it says tony, rabbi, mawasi, bar the, tori, rabba, bar, rabbi bar bar <laughs> in shall his in, Thank you are the fathers of the I oh, Aye, say, they. The Basin is collecting, looking after, so they're collecting the loads on their behalf anyway. Um, and that's what he... It's as, if, yeah, it's as if, since they're looking after the asylum, it's as if their stars have already been passed, up, uh, par, uh, handed over to Bezdin, which, as we'll see, is either the same or even more effective than uh, The uh, Rashi points out interesting why do we say, like Rabban Gamal or oh? We say the leaders in each generation, uh, the Dayonim in each generation, are in charge of making sure the orphans are taken care of, and therefore there is the Avim Shal It uses, it says, Rabban Gabnil based Dinoi, because that's when this Brisa was formulated. So it would be the same as whichever generation they're speaking of, uh, like the Chasam Soifer is based in, like the Norbuda is based in, like Rav uh, Chaim is based in, like, uh, in etc. Tanan Hasam, um, we learned in the Mishnah over there. You're only allowed to write a Prusbul if the borrower has land. Now, why is that? So Rashi says because most people borrowing money have some land, and the reason is because it's going to be very, very hard to secure a loan if you don't have land, and therefore. Um, if someone doesn't have land, it's mil sedeloy shchicha, it's rare that they're going to be borrowing money. And Chachamim don't make the for unusual situations. That's the reason given by Rashi. Um, others give the reason um, because, again, granted, remember, what's the possible this, this we keep on coming back to uh, the discussion of prusbul and uh, collecting money in fees is it's lawyer, gosh. The deposit says you, you must cancel the loan, and the person's not the creditor is not allowed to press for the money. To a degree, if the cre- the debtor has land, the loan is already being collected. You don't have to press him. You can just take the land. So it's not literally as if. It's already been collected, and therefore it would still be an issue with Schmitter, but it's less problematic. And granted, Prusbal is pushing aside Schmidt, we would still rather work within the frameworks of, uh, of Schmitter. So that's why, that's the second reason that the run gives. Um, yeah, it's a run. Um, now, so that's what he, he has to have that i in A-Law. What happens if he doesn't have land then the creditor can give the borrower a, any, a small piece of his own land because then you'll have land and you'll be able to correct how much is any amount even land the size of a cabbage stalk piece of cabbage so that's uh, so it's a small piece of land Omar, even if he lends him somewhere to put his oven or stove, he has to lend, even if it's just lent the land, he doesn't have to give it to him in ownership. Khoisimolov Prusbul, you can write a Prusbul. you're telling me you can write a Prusbul on, on land that is just lent to the borrower to use? It says, Vahotani, we learnt in a price, Vahotani, he will in thought you can only write improveable if the pot plant has a hole in the bottom that's knock of inch knock of we see this is specifically if it has a hole now am i no well, before we get there what's the what's the difference between a pot plant that has a hole and a pot plant that doesn't have that's perforated or not is that the one that's perforated is considered part of the ground and therefore it says if you um, it's it says, if he owns a piece of land. But the emphasis, you notice, so, so he has to own the land. But what about where he's leaving the pot plant? Some, surely someone gave him permission to put the pot plant there. Therefore, he's given rights to land. And we see Hillel says, that's not good enough. And that's the more it says, why should, he, why should the pot plant have to be perforated? If he has a pot plant that he's allowed to put down, he should be able to use that as the land for his prusbul if. Again, if Rav Yehuda is correct that you just, to what's considered owning land to, for the creditor to be able to write to Peru's is that the loaner even has land that he's allowed to use? So the says, no, it's a case where the pot plant was placed on a stand, like on uh, legs, on pegs. How does that, what difference does that make? Surely he's still allowed to put those pegs on the ground? So my opinion is, no, those pegs are not is. The, whoever's land it is put these pegs and he allows the poor, the person to leave his pot plant on those pegs. So he doesn't own any land and he doesn't really have the right to use land. He has the right to use so that stand. Um, second aspect is that someone who say that where you just, where you actually giving him land to own, then you can, that's where we said you can give him even a tiny piece of land. But where it's lending him land, as the phrase used, was the tanur uh, or kirayim, something a bit more substantial. So maybe just the land for the stand, for the peg leg, for the stand, for the legs of a pot plant uh, stand is not considered um, use of land. Okay, I just want to go back one uh, point to discuss quite an interesting one. We said that so the debtor has to own the land, has to own land. If he doesn't have land, the creditor can give him land. Now, so how do you give it to him? You go to a third party, I go to him and I say, look, Ruvain owes me money. I want to write a prusbel, but he doesn't have any land. I'm going to give you this piece of land. Will you acquire it on his behalf? And what's the halacha? But that shouldn't... Well, firstly, what happens if he's standing there and he says, what happens if the debtor standing there? and says, no, I don't want any land. I don't want the land. I don't want the land. Well, you can't acquire something on his behalf. If he doesn't want it, and even further, even if he's not there, not making a, uh, not making any statement regarding his acquisition, how can you do it? Sheloibufanov. We have a principle of mezakin, mezakin adam sheloibufanov, and not chavi adam shalom You can do, you can acquire something, you can do something as a favor on behalf of someone else, but you can't do something that's detrimental to him. And here, this seems detrimental with me giving this guy. Uh, tiny piece of land, I am now going to be able to collect my debt from him. If I didn't give him this tiny piece of land, I would not be able to collect my debt from him. So he's much better off not owning any land. So the Rani explains very interestingly, he says, no, when we are looking at the concept of you look at the act in isolation, you don't look at the ramifications of that. So is acquiring land, I just look at it in isolation, is acquiring land beneficial or not? It is beneficial. Most people would be only too happy to acquire land. And therefore, you can, uh, therefore you can acquire the land on behalf. Oh, it's going to lead to a secondary problem down the line that now there's going to be a prisbal and you'll still have to pay the debt. That's, you don't look at that when you're deciding Mezakeh or chavin. Um, I thought that was quite an interesting uh, halakhah, I was wondering, just because I know of a case recently, there are different laws of tax in Israel, but if you own two houses, it's much worse, your tax. So the last thing you want to do is own two houses. So again, ah, why doesn't the government just mazake to everyone a second house, a small piece of land yeah. <laughs> uh, on their behalf and then That's they can collect and then they can collect extra taxes because again, owning land in isolation is good. Yeah. Um, and not... I was thinking uh, of a funny scenario now. When uh, at West Park, when you bury somebody you, you actually uh, own that piece of land. The government sells it to you. It's like a whole thing. It's, they play transfer and everything. <coughs> that's so a bit you, too late unless you, unless yeah, so you can buy it. So well, I own that piece of land where, where my, my father was buried because I did the transfer. No, because you're the person that did you do the transfer. Who owns it? It doesn't matter who transfers yeah. it. Let's go after the owner. It doesn't matter who does the transfer. Yeah, but so I wonder if it. What his heirs. Yeah, his heirs, uh, yeah. So then, yeah, then interestingly, probably you could say everybody owns that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's a very interesting one. Yeah. There are a few... Yeah. Um, let's just finish this point. They'll come back to another point. Says, Rabashi... Magni uh, lay <laughs> Rabashi wants a, um, what the word? It gave over a stump of a palm tree. Still growing in the ground, still attached to the ground. Very useless, but it's a piece of land. And use that as land to write the provisbol against. Not against, over. The yeshiva students in Rabashi's yeshiva used to actually just make the declaration of the provisbol. They wouldn't actually write the provisbol down. They'd just say, remember we learned the other day what you say, this all my debts are handed over to Bezin to collect on my behalf, etc. They would just say that. They wouldn't even write it down. So Rabbi Yonasan, Mosar Miri le Rabbi Chia Rabbi Yonasan handed over, you know, already handed over his documents to Bezin. I did the prosebull orally. So it's Omalei, Tzrikhiromiri Achiri. And he said to him, Do I need to do anything else? So Omalei, Lotzrikhta, you don't need to do anything else. Okay, very uh, surprising. Um, Again, you know, just in regards, I was thinking also, I mean, in this country, everyone was speaking just give everyone, let, get everyone to do proof, well, that's what they did in this community. I think they did it in many, almost indiscriminately. Yeah. But what about making sure that everyone has land before you sign them? Otherwise, what's the point? You want to make sure that all the creditors you lend to own land. You could say everyone has land they're allowed to use, but we'll see now if living in land counts. Might not, but... Most people have land where they're allowed to put something down, which, as we saw, that's sufficient. Um, but I was just, I was just thinking about that, and I mean, Yeshiva students, especially, what's the chances of them owning land? Um, okay, ain lo yesh lo Um The Rabbis taught if he doesn't have land, but the guarantor has land, you can write a pruzbul for it. Lo ula arav einam karka. What happens if him and the guarantor on the loan that he took out does not have land but someone who owes him money owes this debtor money does have land You can write a cruise on what basis can you write a crucible because someone owes him money? So he says, to Rebbe Nelson from Rebbe Nasson, to Tanya Rebbe Nasson, I mean Rebbe Nasson says, minayin l'noise b'chaveiro moneh, how do we know that if someone owes his friend a money, B'chaveiro, cheers, have a good day. B'chaveiro, um, b'chaveiro and his friends owes his friend. I so see we have Ruvain who owes Shimon who owes Levi money. minayin shemoytse m'noise you can take the money straight from Ruvain, um, Ruvain and give it to Levi. The Torah says, "You give it to who he is guilty to, i.e., who the money is owed." But it could have just used. He must pay the money to the person he owes the money. Why does it say to the person who is guilt, who he is guilty towards? Must be to tell us that there's another person he could be paid to, not directly to the person who he is owed the money to, and that would be. Levy in the example I gave so very interesting um, yeah so the uh, so since it could be that Ruvain will be playing the creditor the primary creditor Levy even if Shimon and his guarantor don't have land it says if um, it says if uh, lost my train of thought Oh, it's good enough because the person who's paying levy has land. And um, something to consider when discussing arvus um, guarantor. Once we mentioned uh, young people owning land and stuff, is how does a guarantor work? There's one opinion that actually holds that, and uh, what happens with the orav is basically when the orav understands the debt, he's agreeing to pay for the loan. Yes. And really, the debtor is paying the orav, who's paying the thing. Often the debtor just skips the RF. So instead of me paying my guarantor who will pay the bank, what do I do? I just go and pay the bank directly, similar to what's called Chibuda de Rebinos, in this last case that you can skip the middle man who, the, who owes the money to someone else. Um, if that's the case, then you run right. technically um, this ones we discussed in young people owning land. Technically, you can run into trouble if you get a Jew as a guarantor on a loan with interest. Granted, with the bank, I can pay interest to because they're not Jewish. But if I have a Jewish orev, then what's really happening there? I'm paying the orev who's paying the bank. So I'm paying the orev interest, if he's a Jew, I'm paying interest. So if that's the mechanism of Orvus, you might have to be very, very careful who you get to sign as your orev because, granted, you're paying the bank directly, it's halakhically going through the middleman, through the orev, and he's, uh, and if he's Jewish, then you're paying him interest, so that's something to uh, consider. Um, I Tanan don't, some. I don't think they really do it anymore, but what uh, yeah, I think it's even friends of mine, so not even a thing, not even so long before me, uh, before I bought my house, but you used to try get like your parents to sign on the what you call it on the bond documentation because then the bank will more likely grant it to you or give you a better rate because your parents have more money or more established. So, but again, if you're doing that and they're being the orave, then you're running into this trouble, this problem. Um, it's not awesome must ask the people who did that oh, what's their mm. <laughs> um, it's is it they had because I once asked um, I can mention his name Michael Sassoon and he says there is something that they did so that they can charge interest. Oh but that's called, that's the bank charging interest. Yeah. What I'm asking about is not the bank charging uh, but uh, if you if your parents undersign your bond either an oreve to the bond, then when you pay the bank with interest, for all intent, halachically you're paying your parents who pay the bank. So you're paying your parents, so the bank lends your parents money because they're the oreve, and you're borrowing money from your parents, and now you're paying your parents back with interest. So that's technically halakhically, If you learn that's the mechanism of oray, right, then you run into it. that's what I'm talking about. Not the bank. I don't have an issue with the bank charging interest. I mean, I don't like it, but halakhically <laughs> I don't have an issue. bein Another halacha regarding name is that shmiyus cancels a loan whether it has a document or whether it does not have a document. Now, what are we referring to a loan with or without a document? So, Rabash Muldamir Tabayu Ramesh Mulbavi said, Beshtar, shtar bo nochosim." This is even a star that has achrayos nochosim written on it, and Shalo star, when it means you can you cancels a loan without a star. That's even a star sheein bo achrayus nochosim. That's a star which does not have Achrayos written on it. Kol Sheke milve and how much more so a milve alpeh. Now just to clarify what's an Achrayos nechosin is that, I mean, this is the standard on a loan. Your land becomes bonded to the loan. So if your land's not bonded to the loan, so, so when we say shtar or not a shtar, Rav Shmuel learn we're referring to a star that has afra, also a star that does not have afra. Ah, if I don't pay back the loan, you can't collect my land. Now, the but what Rav and Shmuel pointed out is that shmita cancels a loan even if it has clear afra no Why would you think that shmita does not meshametes does not cancel those loans? Because. It's as good as paid. If I have any issue with collecting the money, you don't have money. I just take your land, and land is considered reliable in there because it doesn't. Dis- land doesn't. Dis- property doesn't disappear. Uh, so therefore, you can always collect. Um, so that's what Ravin Shmuel's kiddush is that even land, which a loan which has land explicitly bonded to it, you can't collect. Schmidt does cancel, does cancel that. Sorry, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi and in Lokish both said, "B'shtar." When the mi- braiser said a do- alone with a star, that's a star shain b'achraz nachasim, that's a document, even if it does not have achraz nachasim, shall loy b'shtar. If it does not have a star, milva alpe That's referring to milva alpe Aval star shayish b'achraz nachasim ainu moshamei. But if it's a star which has clear achraz nachasim on it it's clearly, the loan is clearly bonded to the land, schmidt does not cancel it. I, so they're arguing on that point with Rabin Shmuel, if you have a loan with a clear that's, ex, that's expressed in the loan that is bonded to land, According to Rav Shmuel, Shmita cancels that, and according to Rabbi Yechonan and Rish Lakish, it does not cancel it because it's as if it's already been collected. Again, we come back to that word in the pasuk: Lo yogush, you're not allowed. Lo Gosh, you're not allowed to pressurize the person, to collect the money. Tanya, Kavai, said the Rabbi Yechonan, the Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. There's a price in line with Rabbi Yechonan and Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Shtar yesh po ainam chav cancels. Uh, even if there's a star of Shmita cancels it, and if they and if there is Achras then Shmita does not cancel it. Uh, exactly like Rabbi Shmuel, like uh, Rabbi Yosef Man said and Rish Lakish. Another point in line with Rabbi Yosef Man and Rish Lakish. S'ayem noisade Achaz Bal Vaso einu mashamid. If you designate a field in the loan. The loan does not cancel. Even if he writes, all my assets is responsible and guaranteed to you. Schmitte does not cancel it. Again, very clearly like Rabbi Yochel Rosh that if there is land bonded to the loan, Schmidt doesn't cancel it. Again, in this forum, we said it's because it's not law gosh. I don't have to fight with you, pressurize you for the money. I can just take your land. It's as, it's as good as collected. Yeah. Now, on that, how do we pascan? So, Craven, Rabbi Asi, Havalei, Ahush, Tara, the relatives of Rabbi Asi had the certain document, a document that so-and-so owed them money, They have a kosov ve'ach, Nochashim. And it had Ach, Raj, Nochashim written on it. I said, look, I'm with Rabbi Asi. So, the, okay, these are his relatives. I came before him. He says, Omerlei, Mishameta. He no Mishameta. Omerlei, he no Mishameta. Does it cancel the loan or not? And they said, no. Maybe they are saying, should we write, a, do we have to bother writing a prisble or not? Because if you're going to tell me, like Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan said, that it doesn't cancel, then they don't need to bother with the prisble. So, a on my broker name. The pawnbroker, that, like that they're taking possession of it until the loan is paid back. Indirectly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we're viewing it. That's kind of how we're viewing the land on the document, The land bonded to the loan. Yeah. Yeah. They went and checked with Rabbi Yochanan. I mean, literally, they went and they came before Rabbi Yochanan to ask him the same question. He says, yeah, Shmita does cancel it. So he says, ask Rabbi So Rabbi Yasi then went to Rabbi Yochanan and says, does Shmita cancel such loans or not? So, yes, Shmita does cancel it. Now, what's bothering you terribly? We just learned that Rabbi Yehuda and Rech Lokesh were the opinion who said that Shmita does not cancel loans where there's no a- Nechasim, where there's land bonded to the loan. So, but aren't you the one who told us that it doesn't? Uh, didn't you tell us that? It does not cancel it. So, because we were uh, literally imagining it, because we were theoretically discussing it, you want us to bask and based on that? I, okay, we saw this uh, recent, uh, similar, early on in the sector, but basically, came, we were suggesting this, we were discussing it, like imagining it, I suggesting it, but we didn't actually learn this halacha, this halacha, Therefore, we can't use it to extract money. Sorry, we don't have a tradition. So we can't use this to extract money. So what's Rebiozman saying? You have to treat it as if Schmitter does cancel the loan because we can't use this theoretical idea that it's as good as if it's collected because there's land bonded to it. You can't use that theoretical idea to collect the money. So that's how Rebiozman actually comes out in practice says oh, oh my but now we've got even a stronger way he says well oh, oh my but wait didn't you teach that weren't there two prices in line with you remember we brought two very clear prices that sounded like revelation that if you have land bonded to the loan, Shmitta doesn't cancel it. So it's not it's not just theoretical. It's actually you have a good tradition in the so, he says, No, maybe that's by He says that a star that is standing to be collected is as if it's already collected. I, and we, Paschal, like that we don't view a star standing to be collected as if it's collected. So, we would say maybe, again, Rabbi Osman says, it seems more likely to me that it should, should cancel it because you can just go to the land and it's, you don't have to apply the principle of the Paschikov, though you gosh. But, not strong enough. Where do we, we see this Maklokas recently, uh, reish, uh, where, or yeah, actually the source for the Maklokas Beishamah and Beisillel? That Shama holds a star that is ready to be collected, as it's, if it's been collected? So that was from Saita. Remember, a woman who falls into the category of a soita, she's now a Suffolk, whether she's a Zoin or not, whether dr- she committed Zlus or not, until she drinks the water. Once she drinks the water, well, that clarifies. If she committed adultery, well, then she loses her rights to her exuba. If she did not commit adultery, well, then she's still married, but then she still has rights to her exuba. So, what happens if the husband died before she could drink? So now she's a perpetual soft ache. She might have committed adultery, she might not have. So she wants to collect her exuber, but remember, who's holding on to the property of the father? The heirs, the, the children. So. If you say so, now she Sofake, wants to get the money from the orphans. So according to Beis we say, well, it's a Suba, it's ready to be collected. It says if she's already collected, so she's mukhsak on the land, so she can keep it. And they, the ones who want to say, well, maybe she committed adultery. Well, they have to bring clearer proof to extract that land from her. they'll say no, just because she's got a star to collect the land. The property doesn't mean it's as if it's hers already and therefore it's the orphans for a and she's coming fake like, to try and extract it and she won't be able to. That's the source for this month. Okay, we learned in the Mishnah over there. This is, we, we're taking the opportunity to discuss, uh, once we discuss Prisbal, to discuss all these halachas with lending money in Shvis. I think why are we doing it so elaborately? Because if... Um, this is my own suggestion, because remember, there's no Talmud Bavli on Masechah Shvi'is. There's no Talmud Bavli on the whole of Seder's Rhoym, except for Masechah's Brachas. So, because there's no Bavli, they take an opportunity to okay. fit in there. Obviously, they discussed it in the Yeshiva, and they discussed Prusbel and Schmidt and Shvi'is, so they slot it in. Once they start discussing it, then they slot it in there. That's my similar theory with but and Shabbos, there's no Gomorrah on Hanukkah? Yeah, but there, there's a, the, what, here there's the Mishnayos uh-huh. of Shvi'is, that's uh-huh. the difference. There's Mishnayus uh-huh. Shvi'is, there's Mishnas teaching us, and there's Mishnas on Payetrum, etc, all these things, but, but there's no Gomorrah on it. There's no Bhavli, there's actually on it, but there's no Bhavli. Um, similar but Tum and tahara, you notice every time we touch on Tuma or tahara, we've got a whole long elaboration and discuss it for a few pages. Not every time, but very often. Yeah. So I think again, same reason there's no gemaras on taharos. So, so therefore they take the opportunity when it is discussed to put it all in the place where it's discussed. Okay, but if someone lends money with a security. I hear I'll give you this money, but I'm keeping your watch until you pay me back. Or he actually hands over the documents to Beijdin. Ain't doesn't cancel that loan. starus bezdin to Okay, it makes sense if you hand your documents over to Beijdin. Bezin are holding on to them. And therefore as she says this is basically Bezdin now having the power to collect. And Bayes had that power because of Hefker Bayes in Therefore, it's totally, it would be a successful, uh, it's as if, uh, uh, there's no need to collect anymore. So that's Stars the Interesting. Interestingly, Moiseshtaris the Bayes is very similar to Proustill. But, but remember, it's very similar to Proustill, Moiseshtaris the Bayes Because remember, Proustill is saying, all my loans are given to you. And is say is actually handing over the documents. Rashi and Marcos actually learns that they're the same thing. But then Tostas asks Rashi, well then why does it not just say proof? stars could be even stronger, I think. Well then that's what I'm saying, that's how Tos wants to learn. Rashi seems to learn that it has the same thing. Tosos said, it sounds even stronger. Okay, but then, but back to our question, what's the reason that if someone lends money with a Mashkon, it doesn't cancel loan? So, oh, we should not like... Robert says, because he's holding on to it. Right, the lender is holding on to it. And therefore, in a way, it's as if it's his. Not only that, he doesn't have to pressurize to fight for the money. He goes to the debt and he says, pay me back. That's now, that's the due date on your loan. And the guy's like, oh, I don't have money, I'll get you next week, whatever it is. He doesn't have to pressurize him to pay. He just goes home and keeps the watch. So, oh, well, what happens if you lend someone money... And as a, almost a security, you live in his property. I am going to live here in your apartment until you pay me back. It Mashamet. In that case, you're telling me Schmidt doesn't cancel it. Now, obviously, Abai and Robin knew that Schmidt does cancel the loan in that case. So, oh, Shiny gone to Konile. No, a mashkon is different to the case of living in his property because the mashkon, he actually acquires it. As we learned from Rabbi Yitzchak, Yitzchak says, How do you know that the of the creditor, actually acquires the mashkon? And it's a strong acquisition. It means that if anything happens to the mashkon, he's, he's liable for it. He can't claim, well, it was stolen or whatever. You can, oh, if Your property is stolen. You can claim as much as you want It stolen. Who's going to have to replace it at the end of the day? You. So when, uh, when we say that the creditor acquires the mashkon, it's a very strong level of acquisition that he's 100% responsible for it. But how do we know that he acquires the mashkon? Because the poshok says, this is the poshok is discussing returning the mashkon, or in certain situations where you have to return the mashkon, it says, it will be a charity. This that you give the mashkon back is a charity. It says, if he doesn't acquire it, what Sadoqah is it? What you're telling me, me giving you your phone back is Sadoka No. It's if it's a man and I give it to you, that's a docker. So it must be Mikanda Balchov, we see that the Balchov acquires and owes the mashgod. We learned in a the Mishnah over there. Also in the Sachashfirs, carrying on with our discussion of Shemitah canceling loans. When someone comes to return alone in the Shemitah year, the lender is required to say, I waive it. I've, I've uh, let it rest. I've cancelled it. And if the debtor insists, he says, Nevertheless, I still want to pay you. Ye he, menu, he can accept it from him. Shenema, as it says, This is the mat, the words of shmita. i Some Rashi seems to learn is this that you rest shmit? You you cancel the loan by saying it. Once you've said it, you fulfilled your obligation. That's how. Uh, Yeah, others say it slightly differently. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixing up Rashi's and the others, but let's just go with the easiest explanation is that the how you fulfill your mitzvah of Schmidt is by saying, I cancel it. Once you've done that, you fulfill fulfilled your obligation. So when the borrower says, but I insist, please take the money, you what can accept matter? it. You can accept it. Oh, well, we'll see if it's a gift. That, that raises an important point, but just one more line. When does... When is the loan being returned? To be honest, some of it I know, some of it I'm not clear on. But when is the loan being returned? From the first, from the beginning of the price, it sounds in the Shmita year. bishvias in the Shemitah year. Rashi says that is not what it means because when does Shmita cancel loans? At the end of the year, Shmita only cancels the loans at the end of the year. So therefore. If you go in the middle of Shmita, the loan isn't cancelled yet, so obviously you can collect. Okay, that's a my as but that is how we pass, and that it's only at the end of the year that Shmita cancels it. So what Rashi says, at a time when they're keeping the laws of Shmita, but either but so when so so interesting. So when does the borrower? When does the lender, the malveh, come to collect the loan? Sorry, yo. Yeah, when is the borrower stepping forward to pay? It's obviously not in the Schmidt year because it hasn't been cancelled yet. So is it on the last day of the Schmidt year? Is it any time after the Schmidt year, or only within a certain time frame of the shmita year? I'm not sure of that. Definitely has to be either on the last day of the Schmidt year or the first or rosh hashanah of the <laughs> of the next year. Um, But I'm not sure how long it lasts, which is why why I'm a little bit in doubt. Is the Gemara discusses if you have a loan that's due a few years after the Shemitah year, does Shemitah actually cancel it? Because in the Shemitah year, or at the time when the Shemitah cancels it, there is no, I want to pressurize, Lo gosh, there's no pressurizing to pay. But that's a Machloikas in Makos. Okay, so something to consider exactly, but at least Rashi is very clear that it's at the end of the Shemitah year. and that is how we pass it. Now, you mentioned a gift. So there's a question how does this shmita, this cancelling of money, work? Is it when the Torah says it's cancelled, of course, it's taken out of his property, it's totally cancelled, and the debt doesn't exist anymore? Or is when the Torah says it's cancelled, it's saying that? No, cancelled or well, Shmita. How I've been translating it? Maybe it's the wrong translation. It's not that Schmitter cancels the loan. It's it's saying that yeah, we're aware. The Torah is saying I'm aware there's a loan, but I'm not going to insist on payment. Yeah. Do you see the difference? So, yeah. do we say that the loan still exists? It's just the Torah is telling you you shouldn't collect it. Or is it that the loan doesn't exist? And that would make a difference almost should the say insist. If you say that Schmidt doesn't make the loan not exist anymore, it's just the Torah telling you that you shouldn't collect. Well, if the guy insists, then you can accept it from him. He does really owe you the money. But if you're going to learn that Schmidt actually cancels the debt, well, then it's a gift like you wanted to say, Gavin. And this, throughout this Amud, and probably the previous ones as well, we're going to have suyas that imply one way or the other. So i which one it is, but we're going to have suyas that apply one way or the other. Interestingly enough, we have a similar question by ribis. When the Torah says you're not allowed to collect ribis, does that mean that there's no ribis and the guy doesn't have to pay you? Or technically there is ribis, but he transgresses? if he pays it. Similar question. again. but another a major difference though is we see by Shemitah here, you can wait because they "No, I'm happy to pay back the loan anyway. I insist, take the money anyway. Whereas in with Rubis you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to say, I insist I'll pay Rubis anyway. So let's just carry so carrying on, Omar Rabbah says you can hang him up until he says until he says you know i will pay you anyway <laughs> rashi learns pastoral you can force him so you say uh, he comes to you the lover comes and says here's the money i owe you you say ah schmitter cancelled it Schmidt avoided what does rabbi say you can he should say don't worry i'll pay you anyway and if he doesn't you can uh, beat him up till he says actually i'll pay others learn a can't what you can Beat up someone to do this when the Torah the, the tor is telling you that it's cancelled or that you should treat it as cancelled. So, therefore, they learn that it, it just means you can look at him like pleadingly. Like, so I know I'm saying it's cancelled, but please, you know, put out your arm. Yeah, it's cancelled so that you can like signal, you can hang it on him, signal to him that you really need the money. Abaya challenged Says, <laughs> Again, this is very much like you wanted to learn, that Schmidt absolutely cancels the debt, because when he comes, he, says he, should say, he should not say, here's what I owe you, he should say, here's a gift. But we see from there that you definitely can't pressure. him. So, yeah, you can beat him up until he says, here's a gift. That's how learns. Abba Marta, Abba Marta the Hafei, Abba Baminumi, Abba Marta is also Abba Baminumi. Hafei Masik be Rabbezuze, he owed Rabba money. I seen in the Hilai Bishvias, and he came to pay him during the Shmita year, or I guess after the Shmita year. On my so Rabba said what he's supposed to say. I can't. The it's uh, released. He says, Shoklinu, for Ozil, so Abba, so, we he took the money and left. He says, oh, thank you, Rabba, that's so sweet of you, and he took the money and left. He didn't pay him back. So, when Abba came, he saw Rabba was very depressed. He says, why are you so depressed, Rabba? He says, says, what just happened? This person came to pay him back and instead of when Rabba said, don't worry, Schmitt uh, releases you, instead of saying, don't worry, I'll pay you anyway, he just left. So so as Rabba was suffering, he uh, I saw one of the, I think it's the Rana, someone says that, I saw it in Art Scroll, so you can check your Art Scroll code, uh, that um, Rabba was very poor and this money would meant a lot to him, made a big difference to him. Um Ozilagabe. So a buyer went to Ababar Marta, says, Zuzimar, did you take money to pay back Rabbah? Says and He said, Yeah, I did. So my what did he say to you? So malay, so well Rabbah told me I release it. He says, malay, well, marta, I thought he came. Did you say to him, Nevertheless, I insist I still want to pay? So malay, says, Why would I think to say that? Why would I say that? So, he says, well, do you know, if you would have said, never the, I know you cancelling it, but nevertheless, I insist, I still want to pay. He would have accepted the money. You should go to him and do that anyway. So so he went to him, Abba Bar Marta, went to Rabba, and he says, you know what, actually, I insist, keep the money. Says, Shaklinu minay, and Rabba took it. And Omar Rabba commented. Oh, so oh Rabbah made a comment "Lo says, I can't believe that this young scholar didn't think of doing this initially. I, it's the obvious, amazing way at it. It's the obvious thing to do. Shmita cancels a loan of money you owe. The obvious thing to do, not halachic, the obvious thing to do is they, I insist, take it anyway. Says Amar Rabbi Yehudah, new point. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rabbi Nachman, Nehman not am loy me pruzbul haye beyadi for avet. A person is believed to say, I had a pruzbul, but I lost it. Says my timer. What's the reason? Generally, if you want to, you want to collect money, and you need a pruzbul to collect the money. You should have to prove that you had a pruzbul. Says no. Kiva into takidu Rabbi on a pruzbul like shavik etayr. Rabbi Achilisul. A person is not going to leave hetter and take Isur. I there's a very, if someone wants to collect the money, a creditor wants to be able to collect the money, there's a very easy solution. Make a prusible. So what's the chances that he's going to not bother making a prusible and try to collect the money easily? Therefore, if he just claims, I had a prusible, we believe him even if he doesn't have any proof. Does the prusible have to go at the birth be at the bed Be at the bed then? Yeah. No, no, you keep, uh, you keep your prusible. Uh, you <coughs> keep your principle so that when you go collect the loan and he says, Oh, didn't to cancel that you like, well, I've got a principle. So you keep as <laughs> well. Um interesting, I was thinking it's a, it's a little bit different to Shava like terrible of uh, of uh I mean that concept is like some people so they struggle to keep kosher They don't see the real values. You know the the famous, you know, when I eat when I'm at home I keep kosher. It's convenience. I, he has kosher meat in front of him. Not kosher meat. He'll always take the kosher meat. It's just when it's harder to get, it's more expensive. So then he's going to go the easy way. That's loy shavik, a of But there it's because he's faced with it and that's obviously what he's going to choose. Now that Shemitah has come and he's come to collect his debt, it's too late to do a pruzbul. So I find it very difficult to say, well, we can assume that he definitely, I guess it's an easy way out, that's what I have to say, but we're, we're extending it to say that even though we can say, yeah, but he did definitely make a crucible because he had an easy way out and he wouldn't come to Israel. I guess that's why we're just saying it's stronger, yeah, so it's not such a problem. We're not saying it's stronger, we're extending it to say that it's unlikely that someone would let himself come to a situation that he's going to be forced to do an Esur, when he had an easy way out. Even though now when he comes to the situation, it's too late to do anything about it. Rav. When a creditor would come before Rav Omer of it. Did you have a proofable and you lost it? And potat pichole This is what we consider opening the mouth for a mute. and someone comes to court to collect money, and then he doesn't have his proofable, what's he going to say? He's going to there's no point, I might as well go back home. Or what's the chances of me winning this case? He's be so Rav would... Uh, not, rav would give him a, 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 a way out. He would say, do you know that claiming not he, maybe you wouldn't say that's explicitly, but you say, do you know that claiming that you've lost your proceebal, we would believe you, even though you have no proof. That's what rav is, that's how Rabbah would help credit us. Any but we learned in a Mishnah that any Balkov who produces a Shtar Khov, and he doesn't have a Prusbel, he can't get paid back. So, what do you mean, Rav? You've just been telling me that you believe him if he says it's lost, and now you're telling me that he, this Mishnah teaches that he has to produce the Prusbel. So Tanahi, sorry, she anymore but it sorry? whether he has to actually produce the or he can say he had it and he lost it. I'll tell you why this is actually interesting, because I thought I must have done Makos, I, I don't remember, maybe when I was teaching. Years ago I did Marcos, and when I was doing it now recently, I opened my Marcos, and there I see, no, it might not be my Marcos, but I opened it and I see my crucible from 8-9 eight, eight, years ago. So I was thinking, if I had to come collect a loan at the end of the Shemitah year, I would have had no idea where my crucible was. It was like tucked into one of my Gomorras. Um, probably the Gomorra we were doing daffyomi, so you, can, you know, whatever it was um so that's uh that's very practical. Would I have to when I want to collect the loan would I have to produce that or could I say I lost it? That's this Mahlokastana and we see Ralph Paskin that um, so he's believed I that I would it's be believed. Be <laughs> if the so then you have another question because what happens if the principle doesn't exist anymore? No. Yeah. Like it was torn up or something, not sure. Okay, let's go on to the next Mishnah. Okay. New point, we now move Just on to, to um an Ebed. Now we're discussing an Eved kanani, not an Ebed Ifri. An Eved kanani is a literally mean a Kanana slave, but it means a non-Jewish slave. There are ways for Jews to own slaves, and that's what we're discussing here. So Ebed portel. If you had a slave that was captured, and people redeemed the slave. It says Im lishum Eved yishtabet If he was freed, if he was redeemed, but to be a slave then he has to remain a slave. And if he was redeemed to be free, then he does not go back to be a slave. We're going to discuss in the Gomorrah the exact scenarios, but, but who is he enslaved to his original master? Is he enslaved to the current master? How can you free a slave? How can you pay to redeem a slave and make him free when he belongs to someone else? The Gemara is all going to raise those issues. But Rabbi Shem says, kacho, Ben Ben no, either way. When you redeem a slave, he remains in slavery. Now, asking, and what are we dealing with here? Okay. Now, asking, I have to get a bit further, so it's such no, a long no. Uh, sheer... Um, but my asking um, what are we dealing with here I, um, what is the scenario that the m- motivation of those who are redeeming the slave makes a difference if you say it still belongs to the original owner well then even if they plan on freeing him you can't free someone else's slave and if you're going to tell me that their motivation is to, that he remains a slave well if he was released from his original slavery then how can you just buy him back into slavery by redeeming him so that's, but I'm asking, you know, what's the case? She says, If she says, before the own idea. So again, what happened is, the person had a slave, and it was captured and taken, and now being sold as a slave, or they want to ransom it, redeem the slave. So, if you want to say, it's before Yehosh, Le Ben Choyrin, Amai Lo Yistabe, even if he was redeemed to be freed, he should remain a slave. So maybe you'll say it was after the original owner has Yayah. So now theoretically he's half he belongs to the um he belongs to the uh, captors. It says Well then how is he even um, what, even if they redeem him to be a slave, why should he be a slave? So, either way you look at it, if it's before Yahush or after Yahush, the Mishnah doesn't seem to lana. So, Omar Abaya, by answers. We're going to have Abaya's explanation and Robber's explanation, and then we're going to discuss them. so, Abaya says, Actually, it's before Rishon." And when we say he's redeemed as a slave, I. The people redeeming, thinking, oh, this is Ruvain's slave, let's redeem him as a slave, or even if they want to redeem himself, but either way they want to redeem him as a slave, he goes back to his original master. Because it's all before Yehosh, so it still belongs to the original owner. And if they redeem him to be a free person, he's not enslaved to his original owner, nor the... His second owner, oh, no, either person who's just redeemed him. To his second master, either one who redeemed him, because he redeemed him to be free. He didn't buy him to be a slave, he ransomed him to be a free person. And for his first, um, and he also is not enslaved to his first master, Dilma because people might. Not redeem slaves. I Chazal really want people to redeem slaves because we don't want the slave. Remember, slave is a ho- is in many halachas like a Jew. So we don't want him living with the captors under non-Jewish thing because then he won't be able to keep the mitzvahs he's obligated in. So we really want him to redeem. Now, if someone is redeeming a slave because they want to do a good thing and free the slave. Well then, they're not going to free him if he's going to end up back with his original master. So that's why they release him. Rabbi Shimon says, Either way, he's enslaved. Just as there's a mitzvah of pidyon in redeeming a captive when it's a free Jew, so too that mitzvah applies by a slave." So I left out an important information in the, according to the Tanakama, but according to the ta- well, so let's just clarify there's a mitzvah to redeem a slave, just as there's a mitzvah to redeem any other Jew who's captured. So therefore, people are going to fulfill their mitzvah and they'll redeem the slave and therefore he goes back to the original owner. And this fits all very well because it's before Yeyush, so it's really considered the property of the original owner and all is good. However, according to the Tanakhama they hold, uh, there are different ways of learning, but just the one way is that there's no mitzvah of Pijon Avodim. There's a mitzvah of for Shfuyim, that's regular Jews, but not slaves. However, the Rabbonin still want you to redeem the slaves because they don't want him stuck as a slave to an Obedar Bode when he still has so many mitzvahs to perform. Because remember, a slave has the same number of mitzvahs as a woman. So therefore, um, if someone's not prepared to redeem him as a slave, but they are prepared to redeem him to be a free person, Chazal said, we would rather he was freed and he goes free. Rav Omar, Rav says, no, the mission is after Yahush. Now remember, if it's after Yehosh, there's always a question, if he's bought as a slave, Should he go back to his first master? And when we say he's bought as a slave, he's redeemed as a slave, that means he's enslaved to his second master. Why? Again, the first master had Yehosh, so now he belongs to the captors. So therefore when he pays, when this person comes to redeem him to be a slave, for all intents and purposes he's buying a slave. That's why he goes to the second person. He's the redeemer says the show between lo is lo rabulish lo and if he's redeemed as a free to be a free person he's not enslaved neither to his first master or his second master while the shayli lo tahalashun ben khairin par kay is not enslaved to his second master the person who redeemed him because he redeemed him to free him. The rabbi law for his first master is also not the whole because it's after Yeyosh. He doesn't belong to the first owner anymore because the first owner has Yeyosh. So therefore when you redeem him he's never going to go back to the first owner. Rabbi Shimon gamiel says no either way Whatever reason he's redeemed for, and even though it's after Yayos, he's enslaved. Kedachizke, like Chizkia says, the Omer Chizkia niptnei ma Omro ben Kachu Why did Rappo Kamil? Why did they say that either way the slave remains enslaved? <inaudible> so that you don't have slaves throwing themselves at the feet of bandits, are getting themselves captured so that they're released from slavery. Because he knows if he's captured by the by these gangsters who are into slave trade or whatever, his owner's going to give up hope and then he can go free. So to prevent a slave actively doing that, they said... Um, They, they said he, goes, uh, he always goes back into slavery if he gets captured. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today, and we'll continue with the challenges of, and explanations of opinions tomorrow.